Okay, welcome to Contributors, an open source software podcast presented by Rackner. My name is Alex Roll, and I'm here with Andrew Reinhardt, who's the co-founder and CTO at Telesystems. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. So let's start out with a little bit of the background behind Talus. So uh, you're primarily building an open source operating system that's sort of built for running distributed cloud workloads, specifically Kubernetes. Um, and you sort of, you build yourself as a immutable, uh, predictable, and secure OS for the industry. So what does that mean? And what is the purpose and the reason that the project was created? Sure. Um, so Talos is really, it's, it's a reimagining of what the operating system should look like in the context of a distributed mm-hmm. system. Uh, we use Kubernetes to handle that distributed system. Um, but the, the key thing that we're trying to strive for is consistency across your cluster so that you can sort of view the Kubernetes cluster as the machine, not looking at it as a collection of a bunch of machines, but mm-hmm. similar to how you would throw more RAM into a a server um, to add more RAM into the Kubernetes machine, you simply add another node to it. Um, so, in order to have that really, you know, be effective, we we need to ensure consistency across your cluster. If you have these snowflakes, you don't get predictability, and you can't really <laughs> depend on the operating system. And um, our whole goal is to really abstract away the operating system and make it almost something that you can forget about. Uh, you don't really have to manage it no longer. Um, well, you always have to manage it to some degree, um, but all your workload, everything that you wanna do as a consumer of the operating system um, will be on top of Kubernetes. Um, so it was really it was really just to address some issues that I've seen in, in, in managing Kubernetes clusters um, in my career and um, immutability has just always been really attractive to me, but it's been it's been very hard. The, the traditional way of doing things is that you build this golden image with your application in it to roll out changes. You need to rebuild. Kubernetes does that for us on the application layer. Um, right. But there's nothing at the OS layer that people are really trying to make immutable. And we've gone so far as to even taking out SSH. You, we provide an API that's purely read-only so that we can really reinforce that um, immutability idea. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'd love to talk a little bit more about how it's implemented exactly. But first of all, you, you mentioned uh, a little bit just talking about how this was sort of born out of uh, stuff that you've done previously in your career. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, I always ask my guests what their background is and how they got into the industry. So how did you make it and eventually uh, found Talos? Like, uh, did was it stuff you were working on in a previous position that sort of uh, bled into the Kubernetes landscape and you decided that this is the way to go or how did that happen? Yeah. Um, so actually one of my first jobs in this industry was working at a, um, a company that does monitoring. Okay. And, um, and I, I proposed the idea that we, we move our workload all, over to Kubernetes and long story short is that I was uh, lucky enough to get approval on that and went through and, revamped our entire operations to, to get a num- a very large percentage of our um, stack out and on top of Kubernetes. Um, and I just noticed at the time that a lot of people were still, this was back when Kubeadm was still just in its infancy and people were still doing right. Kubernetes the hard way. 
And um, I, I noticed that everyone was doing it slightly different. Um, and even managing things at the operating system level, it, you, you still needed to worry about those things that didn't necessarily matter in the world of Kubernetes. I, I didn't care if a package unrelated completely to anything that I'm doing needed to be updated for security reasons to, to comply with whatever auditing. Um, so just seeing that in implementing this, at the time we implemented it on top of CoreOS, um, and that it was just a snowflake. It was, it was our unique way of doing Kubernetes. Um, if I ever wanted to go to another job or do anything else with Kubernetes and someone else had a different operating system, I'd need a completely different way of managing it. You know, at the time we we're using Terraform plus a little bit of kubeadm. Um, at at a, a follow-up job, I we were using Ubuntu and Ansible, so I just saw this inconsistency across the board, <laughs> and just the way in which you would do that, even across different cloud systems and um, even on-prem, just there was this inconsistency in the management of it. So I wanted to really just take all of that away. And I thought that the only way to really do that was to just not allow the operating system to be much of a thing. So if you look at Talos, it's just, it's just a handful of binaries really. And you run Kubernetes on top of it. Right. And was Talos your first sort of, um, um, experience with, uh, building open source or were you sort of involved with other open source projects before then? So I, I've actually learned everything I, I know from open source. I have, mm -hmm. I have open source to thank. Um, I actually went to, to school for physics. Um, I started way back just hacking Android phones and learning Linux that way and writing bash scripts. I've taken very few classes on, um, on computer science actually. So everything that I've learned is over the last 10 or so years of just getting deeply involved in open source. And it was just anything, anything that I was using, I would find a way to contribute to it. Um, I would, I even contributed to kubeadm. Um, so open source is very, uh, very near and dear to my heart. So um, yeah, just, I've, I owe everything to open source. Gotcha. So let's, let's get into Talos then. So how does it, how is it actually built? What's, uh, how does it abstract away the sort of tough parts of managing the OS underneath the Kubernetes cluster? And how would one go about installing it? Sure. Um, so usually you have to worry about, does this operating system support, you know, everything that I need to install Kubernetes? I know that Kubeadm does a, a good job of supplying um, Debian files and RPMs. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to still, at the end of the day, say, install it. Talos comes with it installed. Everything's pre-baked in we've gone so far as to just rip out everything that is not needed. So mm -hmm. we basically run um, a custom Golang init. We've stripped out system D. We felt that it was, it was heavy. We wanted to write mm -hmm. everything in pure Go. So we've implemented a, a lightweight init that is capable of running all of our services in containers. We can run processes on host. But at the end of the day, it's it's really just this init system, some container D binaries, and some C libraries that like libseccomp that may be required by container D, or even uh, IP tables for the CRI when it needs to clean up a pod sandbox or something like that. So 
we've stripped it down to just the bare essentials and nothing more than that. Uh, every single file, we even <laughs> we remove headers that we don't even need. So on top of that, what we also do is we actually run it in a squash FS. So we create our root FS, create a squash FS, which is a completely read-only system, <laughs> file system. We mount that up in our NITREM FS, and then we we exec into it, and Talos is now running on top of a 100% read-only file system. And then we do some things where from there, we, we, we take a block device that you can specify, and we say, okay, we want to own this block device. You as a user cannot use it. This is going to be 100% owned and used by the kublet. The kublet's going to do what it may with it. If you need to add other block devices for persistent storage, you can do so. Um, but we want to own this main block device. So we mount up a block device and Kubernetes essentially runs out of there. So all of your Kubernetes stuff is persistent. The idea is that we're going to make this machine ephemeral and we're going to be able to treat it as if we like we treat our containers um, in the same way that if you were to SSH or sorry, kubectl exec into a container and start modifying things, it's sort of it's frowned upon. It's not good. We want to treat the node that way too. So we've we've even dropped SSH. So there is there is no there's nothing on the host that you can interact with other than our read-only API. Our API we can expose metrics. Um, we can we can give you statistics on interfaces, all the routes that are configured, block device metrics, anything that you would need to really uh, debug a system if you ever run into a situation where you might need to find out a root cause. But then from there, what we really are trying to promote is that, okay, we found out the root cause. I'm just going to wipe this node. And if it's something that's going to prevent it from being reused, maybe I coordinate and migrate that workload onto another machine. Or what if it's just something that can be fixed for anyone that's done operations? First thing you do is you push the power button, turn it off and on. Uh, you could do that with Talos. You could completely wipe the system. We go so far as to even wiping the block device and resetting the machine as if it was a brand new machine. And we rely on Kubernetes to just reschedule the workload back on top of it. So Kubernetes provides us a lot of, uh, a lot of what we do is due to Kubernetes. Right. Um, so is this for this for the worker nodes as well as master nodes? Yes, that's correct. Gotcha. So how long how long has this project been around? So Talos Systems is a is a company that is um, contributing and sort of the major contributor to this project, as I understand. Uh, you have an open source community around it, and you're also providing services uh, on top of that for enterprises that want to um, adopt Talos in their companies. But how long has the um, open source uh, community and open source project itself been around? The project itself has actually been open source for over two years now. It was just two me years, for, okay. yeah, for, for <clears throat> it was just me for a large percentage of that. I I didn't really share it with a lot of people. It was still done out in the open, but I was right. still fleshing out this idea at the time. If you would have came and said, "I'm going to rewrite a uh, an init system in 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 Go, and I'm going to strip out everything that you're not going to need." Oh, and by the way, we're going to rip out SSH. You know. Right. I don't think um, without a very strong proof of concept, I don't think it would have been received very well. So I just was plugging away at it for a couple of years and uh, happened to just one day say, you know what? It's now or never. Let me just make a quick post. I, I posted it on Reddit and uh, 
uh, a day or so later, we made front page of Hacker News. And from there, I met up with um, our investors. And and that's how Talos Systems, the company, was born uh, just recently back in April. Okay. Wow. So what exactly does the current like so are there do you have enterprises that are using this system in production today is it still sort of in that earlier phase of adoption or uh, do you have like end users that you're actively supporting and trying to build stuff for we're still very much in the early phase but we do have um we have people that from the core os community that are coming over to us and and very curious about it Uh, i think we're still proving out some of the ideas but we're we're making a lot of progress very fast, and um, we have we have a few people that we're working with that are actively mm-hmm. contributing and migrating their workloads over to Talos. But at this stage, we're still very much we're still very much in our infancy. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about the future. So uh, is is uh, what exactly are you looking to do that hasn't necessarily been done already? Is there is it an idea of consolidating what's already there and sort of packaging up and making it nice for potential end users to use is it's still like in heavy feature development where you have an end user community that's asking for things that doesn't mm-hmm. currently exist. Um, for what I understand, it's a lot of paring down rather than adding. So uh, what, what generally do you see like, you know, the next couple of years of it being maybe yeah. that's too long. No, that, well, it's fine. Um, so we, we envision building a, a management system on top of Talos. One of the things that we really tout mm-hmm. and claim is that you get this consistent experience, whether you're on GCP, AWS, or Azure. Right. And we really do a, a very good job of that. It's really just config driven, just like you. It's the YAML file that describes what this machine is. And it's just about how do I supply the difference between the clouds is how do I supply this config to my machine? And there are subtle differences between the different cloud providers, but for the most part, Talos is it's it's very consistent across the board. So we feel like we can provide a very strong management solution on top of that, where you get this consistent experience across the board, even on prem. Um, your upgrades will still perform the same way. Your management looks the same. You're just running at the end of the day on a different hypervisor. Um, so we envision something with that, and we also think that we can build some really cool things on top of our API, um, some type of querying system where you can query across your cluster for mm-hmm. node-specific things, interfaces, are they flapping? Not necessarily having to SSH in or even rely on, um, well, you should always have good monitoring, but you as an operator can submit a query to the Talos control plane about the state of the underlying machines and get that back in bulk. Um, so we feel like we can we can prov- we can build some very neat things on top of an API and do a very high level of automation due to the fact that there are no humans interacting with the under- underlying operating system. And that was a big driver behind making it immutable as well. Was that one of my first visions for this project was there are mundane tasks that need to be ran in the middle of the night. If I get paged like restarting Docker, uh, I I didn't want to do that, but I also knew that if my coworkers and my colleagues were able to SSH in and modify this machine and make it a snowflake, I couldn't really 
right automation that could be um, predictable. So right. we remove that human factor from the operating system, which really opens up this whole world for us where we can we can write some some high level automation, sort of a a, a thing where we can do self healing at the end of the day. And that's that's the grand goal is that we can have the the node itself be self-healing and be aware this is an operating system that is aware that it is part of a distributed system and it's okay to migrate the workload off of it. Um, so that's sort of where we see ourselves going with this. Mm -hmm. That's compelling. So last question I always like to ask this. Uh, What's the best way for a person to start contributing to Telus? So, like, are there are there current are there currently areas where you, you think you need some more uh, either end user implementation or just general um, like knowledge in? Is there is it are you happy with the like core group of developers uh, or contributors as it is, or what what are you looking for when it comes to someone new uh, interacting with the project? We're looking for anything, really. Um, I feel like. Mm -hmm. As a person, as I mentioned earlier, who has learned everything they know from open source, at every stage within that within that process, uh, you know, I I've developed my skills. So I, I've seen how I can contribute, whether it's documentation, even just even just dropping a line on, hey, what do you guys think of this idea? I love ideas. So anywhere from that to digging way down into the kernel, how can we optimize the kernel better? We, we build everything from scratch. We, we didn't go the route of basing our distro on top of anything else. So we go through and we actually build the full tool chain, everything. So it, I think that we have enough to, to attract anybody at any layer of software mm -hmm. development. Um, we're trying to get into, you know, things like I said, like I said, uh, we're trying to get into intelligent self-healing. There's potential for, AI there one day there's 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 a little bit of everything for everybody and the best way to get can to get involved with this I'd say is just join our slack create mm -hmm. issues um, we we very much are hungry to to hear what people are what are their pains about using kubernetes and right. um, how we can help with that gotcha it, just as a side note, I, I saw on your GitHub that you have sort of weekly office hours. Has that been a successful, um, like in sort of making sure that the community is on the same page or how, how does that work? Yeah, it, it does help. Um, we, we, we need, we need more people. As I said, we're still in our infancy. So like, people are still mm -hmm. learning who, what, who and what Talos is. Um, right. And at first glance, it's probably really hard to understand how it's different. We could probably right. do a better job at that, but um, it is helpful. We have, as I, as I mentioned, we have some of the people that are actively migrating their workloads on top of uh, or over to Talos and they're involved and they've given some excellent feedback. And it's we, we really want this project to be driven by the community. We don't want this to be a business thing. Um, we want this to be driven by the community. And let's just have fun with it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Andrew. I thought that was super interesting, and I definitely want to learn a bit more about Talos myself. So uh, thanks for appearing on the show. All right. Thank you for having me.